Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. When he cries, I'll hold him to my side. And when he laughs, I'll share my maker's joy. For my son has seen the birth of the stars in the sky. Cause my God is Hey friends, welcome back to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. You might have noticed some new music today. We have a new opening music from our guest today. His name is Kevin Kapchinski, and he is a singer, songwriter, youth director, worship leader, dad of three kids, and new um, director of religious education for a new parish, and also a friend of Chris and Kendra. He was a teen in Chris's youth ministry when Chris and Kendra met. How fun is that? And we brought him on today because he has a special devotion to St. Joseph, and he wrote that song for him and was so kind to share it with us. And it will drop in an EP soon. That's like cool music lingo for he's going to have a song on Spotify. (laughs) I hope that you all buy it. Um, I hope that you enjoy this podcast with him today as he shares his love for St. Joseph with us and how St. Joseph is continuing to unfold um, right before his eyes and show him who he is and help him walk through um, some new changes in his life. And he just gives us a new perspective of St. Joseph, of who he might have been to Jesus, what his life would have been like, and how we can relate to him even more. And you guys, after this, I wanted so desperately to go and learn and read and start a consecration to St. Joseph. And I hope that you will too. All right, enjoy. Hello, everybody. Howdy. Oh, there's a man's face in the room. Did you guys notice that? It's never happened before. We have a friend with us today. His name is Kevin Kapchinski. That's me. Woohoo. And Kevin comes to us. Um, where, where, well, you're currently like <laughs> migrating, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I was born in Bryan and then, um, I've been working in Dripping Springs for the past about seven and a half years now. And then um, I just accepted a position as the director of religious education at a church back in Bryant. Back so, in Bryant. Oh, that's it. Making my way back home. Yeah. And your house is currently packed up. The house is sold, packed up. That's we are amazing. on our way out. You're that's leaving. crazy. Living wow. with the parents. <laughs> I'm so, so happy to have you. So um, I know Kevin from a long time ago. He was in my husband's youth group a long time ago. Like how many as a teen, yes. And he ended up marrying someone from the youth group, Amanda. She's a wonderful girl. And so he's all grown up. He's a dad. Three kids. Three Three kiddos. 
Um, yeah, it was so weird seeing him at the family retreat being a dad. I was like, oh my gosh, talk about making me feel old. <laughs> Your family is beautiful. Y'all are just a great couple. So, Well, and we brought him here today because for a couple of reasons. One, because he's been in youth ministry for a long time and just has a beautiful love for the Lord. And he's a dad of three kids. And right now, it's a really special year in our church. Um, there's a couple of different things going on. The Pope has called it the year of St. Joseph. And then also in our diocese, Bishop Vasquez has called it the year of the domestic church. And how well do those two things work together? Like we have yeah. Joseph and the domestic church. I mean, he was the original domestic church. He was part mm-hmm. of it, right? And Kevin has a beautiful devotion to St. Joseph. So we wanted to hear from it. And I'm excited about that because as a convert, we didn't talk about St. Joseph ever. Well, as a cradle Catholic, yeah. I <sighs> Honestly, I'm really excited just to sit here and listen yeah. to you. I mean, I, Mary was hard enough to have yeah. any conversations about, but Joseph was like pretty much non-existent mm. um, in my upbringing. And so I've heard so many people lately though, who have devotions to St. Joseph or who have done the consecration and it's mm-hmm. just been so fruitful and beautiful. So mm-hmm. we're excited. Yeah. All right, yeah. Should we start with some silly questions? Yes. Are you ready, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> if you could create a career that currently doesn't exist, what would it be? Man, you have hard questions. <laughs> Thank you. A person who works at a carnival who throws spaghetti at people just randomly. <laughs> the most random answer I've ever heard. heard. <laughs> Could you imagine just walking and... That's a yeah. total spaghetti. Like it's, not, it's not going to harm anybody. What is right. spaghetti? Right. That's but, true. Like, that's it might, it might stain job. their clothes. But, like with it, sauce or without Spaghetti. Sauce? What are you talking spaghetti. about? Spaghetti. What are you just no, talking about? Talking about without oh, sauce. just a noodle. Just noodles. <laughs> no. Sauce. Okay, no, no, like, like if you went to Disney World sense. and you saw Mickey and then all of a sudden spaghetti guy comes out of nowhere. That's, that's a great hysterical. job. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I would love to jump into I a pool of job. spaghetti <gasps> of noodles. Yeah. No sauce. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Like if you could start a club for something silly, what would it be? Not involving spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> My mind immediately went there, to be honest with you. Um, gosh, a club that, how many people are involved in this club? As many as you want. Ooh, okay. It's hard to get my mind off of spaghetti. <laughs> I've had spaghetti for lunch the past two days. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Probably. I had a lot of leftovers. <laughs> um, I suppose maybe uh, a club that is anti-soccer because... You um, hate soccer? I am not a soccer fan. Wow. Me not even either. like World Cup soccer? I got... I, no. I jumped on the bandwagon. Not even a little bit. No? Okay. Nope. Just... Soccer my, my, my dad calls it communist kickball. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no offense, soccer players. Y'all yes. are wonderful. Oh, I know. I know soccer players who are lovely people. I just don't agree with their decision to play soccer. It's, you know, <laughs> love the sinner, hate the sin. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, I have a question for you. I don't really come up with many questions. But You're good. One. Good. So, what was it like being in the youth ministry with Chris and Kendra when they were just dating? <laughs> because we've all heard that You watched the whole story evolved. Yeah. So me, my wife would say this. I'm not a very observant person with regard to like how relationships develop and stuff like that. But that was one in which, you know, I felt like I was the last to find out that <laughs> like, they were interested in each other and, and eventually dating and stuff like that. But, um, I can say if I knew about it, they probably didn't do the greatest job of hiding it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Oh, that's I didn't, you know, I've never asked her that question to be honest with you. I'm sure she knew long before I did though. Um, but no, it was, it was cool because like I, 
I guess in my mind, I had never really like considered that possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, I, I guess my teenage mind looked up to Chris as like the end all be all like, wow, this dude is like so in love with Jesus. Like what must it be like to be like him? And I could only see that through like a single perspective Mm -hmm. for a moment. And then he started dating Kendra and I was like, wait, you can do that. (laughs) I guess like, you know, like the, the 14, 15, 16 year old me, like it was so just because I grew up with all brothers. So like, I knew nothing. I still ask Amanda questions about like girl things. And I'm like, how does this work? Like, <laughs> we have a daughter and eventually things are going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I am clueless. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, so I, I guess that there was like this, just this blatant ignorance for lack of a better term in my, in my mind about all this, but like, but that led to a great admiration and respect to see a relationship go from, you know, just develop in that way, but also be rooted in Christ. Like that, that, Obviously, like, my parents have that kind of relationship, but I had not seen that kind of relationship develop from nothing. Mm, yeah. um, so that was kind of cool to see. So Gosh, What a model Thanks. for you guys. Like, I wish I would have had something like that when I was in high school because I had no good relationship mm. to watch. Like, there's just nothing in my life. So that's really mm. cool. Yeah. All right, what do you have? That's sweet. Um, okay. Being in youth ministry, I'm really interested to hear this question, um, the answer. What popular trend right now bothers you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I uh TikTok can be a great thing. Uh-huh. But it can also be a terrible thing. Uh-huh. And uh you know there's there's part of it's a nomenclature situation in which there are words now that I don't understand. Yes. Do you Google them? Because I Google them with a TV. I don't. I just, you don't? You I just use don't them incorrectly it? on purpose. <laughs> Like, and just, make it so bad just to be that, away. like, my my role... That's kind of been the development for me in youth ministry is, like, when I started, man, I knew it was cool. I was cooler than the kids. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's not that way. <laughs> and I'm very much seen as a dad now over, like, this cool, hip dude. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm still cool and hip, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I'm going to hold on to that one. Um <laughs> grasping at straws but you know there's there's the there's the ideation that they have now where it's like they see me as a dad and so like i've really leaned into the dad jokes mm. nice um, good oh man it's it's great they groan when i, when I tell <laughs> jokes it's it's pretty good yeah i told them on the other day it was like hey you know I, I i don't know have you guys heard that tesla made a new they're making an electric lawnmower no it's called the elon <laughs> oh. for when your grass is musky <laughs> So, oh my God. they don't. Okay. You guys laugh. They don't. They're just they like, don't. They're just. Oh, oh. That's why Chris and I get along so well because he has he's oh, told gotcha. jokes like that from day one before even thinking about kids. Yes. And I think they're hysterical. I think they're great. I do too. Everyone I tell them to doesn't think so, but I'm glad that you guys do. We're holding on to it. You're in good company. You're in good company. Um, okay, so you know, along those lines, mm-hmm. tell us about a time when you felt super old. <laughs> uh this was at steubenville actually there was a group of um oh, in, in youth ministry i've always I, I learned this from chris like he would always try and get certain people to go because there's like they're kind of like 
Keystone people. Yeah. Yeah. If they, they get go, everybody else excited, then they bring three, these three people will go, or mm-hmm. this right. group of friends will go. So like you get, you go after those people mm-hmm. when you're go, doing an event. And so I did that for Steubenville. There was a, a freshman who was like sort of into her faith, but I got her for Steubenville. I was like, great. Now that I have her, go get your friends, bring yeah. all of them, bring 16 of them. She <laughs> ended up bringing like four or five people, which was nice. great. Um, so there was this like squad of teenage girls that just hovered around and whatever but it was it was a beautiful moment and at the you know during adoration and stuff but like the first night um most of these girls didn't know who i was mm-hmm. and so i was you know introducing myself hi i'm kevin i'm a youth minister here yada 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 and um what was so funny was that they decided to have a discussion about how old i was oh no <laughs> and uh <laughs> The girl that I did know, she didn't know either how old I was. She, you know, her her mom had actually babysat uh, our kids a couple times. Um, but she was, you know, maybe in eighth grade at the time, something like that. And so she just had this idea, okay, he's a dad. He has children. I'm going to make a wild guess. And she was actually the closest at 35. Mm-hmm. I was 29 at the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And... The other girl's like, no, you know, he's mature. It's, you know, I think maybe like 42. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> the oldest they went was 45, you guys. And do you just like jump in the middle of a conversation and say, nah. And I was like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> my gray hairs aren't that many. That's why I shave it kind of close. So you can't see them that much. You can't see them. Yeah. That's I, so funny. That oh, makes man. us seem real old then. Yeah, I know. I know. When it hit me was when their birthdays were like the year I graduated high school. I know. And then I was like, oh, we got a problem. We're playing like, a 20 year reunion over here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. And now we're like past that for the yeah. team. Oh, yeah. ouch, ouch. Okay, so one of the things we love to do on our podcast is talk about what God is doing in our hearts because we want to be discerning people who are always like looking for him and following him and listening to those little whispers. And usually we try to end the podcast with this, but lately our guests have been so fantastic. We've run out of time. Or as Kendra said, her mind is like blown. She yeah. can't think of anything at that left. point. So what's God doing in your heart, Kendra? Well, he's been showing me actually how important it is to be rooted in our identity in him. Um, a friend of mine just got rocked yesterday just with a situation that happened to her and I can see how easily it can be to you know the the lies of the enemy just sneak in sneak Mm. in sneak in and sometimes you know they're spoken through people or whatever um and how easy it could be just to believe those and to let it manifest and you know just crumble a little bit and just how important it is to stay anchored in the truth and the truth of who you are and whose you are and um, so I'm grateful for that reminder. That's good. And yeah, I'm going to pray into that today. So That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? What's God doing in your heart? <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a complete life change. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, I'll start here and say that for the past five and a half years, it's been on Amanda and I's hearts and, and we've took it to prayer for the past five and a half years and uh, that we wanted to move back home, that we wanted to be closer wow. to family, that we wanted to have, you know, a better relationship with grandparents and parents and things like that. And yeah. so um, there were there have been several occasions in which there were opportunities to to maybe go back and, and it wasn't it wasn't quite right, you know, and it was, mm-hmm. it, you know, you go in the chapel and you yell for a little while. And <laughs> but, you know, like the prayer, like kind of the answer that I would always get was like, not yet. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. Wait. I'm like, but Dan, you know, like, <laughs> right. um, I don't want to. 
I want it now. And I mean, you guys are moms. You, you, you hear oh, yeah. that literally every day. <laughs> um, but, you know, like that's that's been kind of our, or at least my relationship uh, for the past five and a half years, just asking again and again, tugging at the hymn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, please uh, make this happen somehow. I don't know what it's going to look like, but make it happen, please. Yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> I guess it was maybe like around Thanksgiving time. Um, I get this random phone call uh, from Father Jason Bonifazi at St. Joseph's and Bryan. Wow. And he says, hey, uh, you know, I, I hear and that you guys might want to move back home someday. And the uh, position just opened up. Um, if you want to, you can apply. We'll have the, the application up in, you know, a week. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I apply and we go through the whole rigmarole. We do the, the interview and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, none of that mattered as much in prayer as much as the conversations that happened after I was offered the job did. Because there was this moment where, you know, there, not every position is ever just like absolutely perfect on just mm-hmm. the face value of it right like it's it, mm-hmm. all you can really do when you take a job is look at the tip of the iceberg yeah um because you really don't know what the rest looks like and you won't until you get started mm-hmm. um and so looking at the tip of this iceberg we were like you know my, amanda and i we look at it and we're like gosh we don't know mm-hmm. and, you know this this might be it it could be but is it <laughs> like we yeah. prayed for all this all these years and like this might be it. Do we take the plunge? Do we step out in faith? Because like not everything is perfect right mm-hmm. now yeah. or the, from what we can see. And, um, you know, there was this moment where all the kids were at school. Uh, the baby was asleep. And we, I, I had to make a phone call to accept the job or not like that day. And, um, the day before that, uh, Pope Francis had declared it the year of St. Joseph. Wow. And, and the so, church is called St. Joseph. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like we were like oh boy <laughs> so like basically we look at this tip of the iceberg and amanda and i we, we i was like hey let's just pray real quick and so just the prayer was very simple it was lord if there is anything that you want to make us you know aware of or stop us mm-hmm. from doing this you need to show up right now <laughs> like do everything in your power to stop us from making this phone call um to stop, you know, make my phone break. I don't, whatever it takes, make it stop and pick up the phone, call, accept the job. That was it. It was very simple. And and it was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Guess we're doing this. And you guys, from that point forward, all of these, these signal graces, which is a a promise of those who who pray the rosary, Mm -hmm. just have started appearing everywhere. Like, like we weren't sure what Amanda's situation was going to be with her job because right now she's working remotely. And mm-hmm. that was only because she had a medical accommodation because she had recently had a baby. Yeah. And so she took it to her principal and her principal was like, man, we, we would hate to see you go. Mm-hmm. Would you stay on online so she can work from wherever? Oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. And we're like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, we, we just happened to drive by this neighborhood that looks really cool and they're building houses. Uh-huh. And so I called the guy and I'm like, man, this is some nice houses. Like, let's talk about it. And he's like, hey, there's this lot that it's like one of the last ones left. I'll give you a good deal. Um, and so we're like, okay, well, maybe we're selling our house right now. You guys, we ended up selling our house for like 
like over $50,000 more than what we paid for it wow. within like two days of it going on the market. That's Whoa. amazing. And, and then directly after that, I, I send this dude an email and say, Hey, like, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he sends us back this like custom plan just yesterday that is like literally everything that we would want in a house. Wow. And it's like, because of that one small yes, yeah. God has just rolled out this like red carpet and we're like, what? and the moving company you're telling me just now, yeah, they just that's another thing. Say, hey, we'll give you 50% off. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were, we were calling crazy. around and getting like quotes for like moving companies and stuff like that. And everybody was pretty, I mean, it's pretty expensive to move. Yeah. Um, and have people lift your stuff, <laughs> yeah. but, um, at least it's not my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to lift a piano. I've had back surgery. It's not fun. Um, and so, so gosh, man, the, the, the owner of this company in, in college station, Brian, he calls me and, uh, he says, man, I, I this is going to sound crazy, but we're actually going to be in dripping Springs tomorrow. Is there any, and this is at like three in the afternoon. What? Is there any way, is there any way that you guys can, would be open to, you know, us moving your stuff tomorrow? To College Station, because to that's College where Station. they are. Oh my gosh. Isn't that insane? That's and terrible. we would, you know, we'll give you about a 50% discount on all of the, the stuff. Okay, for you guys not from Texas, Dripping Springs is not near College Station. It's two and a half hours It's not a place you would normally drive from one right. place to the other. It's. It's yeah. not like nope. straight down 35 or something. Like that's, that's odd. Yeah. That's really cool. So like with all of this, every time stuff like this has happened, Amanda <laughs> and I just look at each other. <laughs> did you, like, did you see that? What? What else? <laughs> 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 like what's, what else is coming? Um, and, and part of us has been like, I, we've been doing this Bible in a year podcast with Father Mike Schmidt's kind of yeah. deal or whatever. And we've really enjoyed that. And um, just a couple of days ago, it was talking about, um, Joseph and, and his experience in Genesis and how mm. like constantly it's talking about how God was with him. You know, he, he got thrown in jail, but it, it wasn't so bad like being in jail. God was with him constantly. Mm. says God was with him. And so like through all of this, I, I listened to that and I was like, wow, how much is God with us right now? Like, mm. but even, even in the struggles in the past five and a half years where we were, you know, just whining, right? <laughs> but God was with us. He knew where we were going. Mm-hmm. even though we couldn't see it. And so like a long answer to a short question, that's, that's what God's doing on our hearts right that's now. Amazing. And it's like, oh my gosh, we thankfulness isn't really even the word to describe it. It's just, we're, we're just currently in awe yeah. of, of all the things that are going on in the tornado Thanks around us. Thanks be to so, God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Megan, want to follow that one? So <laughs> I don't know that I have a full explanation of what God's doing in my heart right now, Mm. but he's doing something and I Mm. see it and it's big and it has to do with the word magnificat. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So I keep, I've always loved the magnificat. I mean, not always since I've, since I've learned to love Mary, (laughs) I've loved the magnificat. And there's something about like singing out the praises of God um, and what he's done. But what I didn't realize is that Hannah in the Old Testament with Hannah and Samuel Mm. and Eli, she had a magnificat where she's saying the praises of God. And then I was listening yesterday to Abiding Together, and Deborah had a Magnificat, really? where she's saying the praises mm. of God. And then Mary, of course, has hers. And so within a 24-hour period, I heard six different people talk about Magnificats. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I think what God's calling me to is to sing his praises even though mm. 
I'm still in that waiting period. I'm still in that begging saying, God, please just Mm -hmm. take this cup from us. Like if you could just, if you could just take this cup from us, Mm -hmm. everything would be so much better. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that right now, but I'm in the waiting with you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here. And I also listened to that, um, Joseph, uh, episode and actually our podcast guest from last week sent it to me and said, this really made me think of Mm -hmm. you that even though, um, things feel completely out of control right now, like God is in this and he's Mm -hmm. here for you. So, um, so yeah, I don't exactly know what it means yet. I don't know if it's that I'm called to just sit down and write out my Magnificat and remind it, like pray it over and over and over and remind myself of his goodness. Or if I'm called to actually speak that out loud Mm -hmm. to other people. Um, my testimony with Livy has always been a Magnificat. It has always been like, look what God has done. Look Mm -hmm. what he has done. But then when I start struggling, then I forget what he has done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's for me or if it's for others, but I'm just going to kind of pray into that. Yeah. I think. Or or God is calling you to be the Lord over the land of Egypt and store grain for seven years. <laughs> and, or, and, yeah. Consider James. <laughs> just keep an open mind. Just keep an open mind. Uh, so um, that's beautiful, Megan. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for the follow-up. But... As of like last week, I was just begging, like, God, give me like something to hold on to mm-hmm. because yeah. I was starting to not, um, like just fall into that, that place of despair, which is not a place anybody wants to be. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So he's shown up for me That's already. Beautiful. So it's That's good. Awesome. So let's dive into St. Joseph. Man. Shall we? <laughs> so Kevin, what started your journey with your relationship with him? Wow. Um, my earliest memory was not of my life, but of St. Joseph, <laughs> was my grandparents took me when I was maybe 12 years old to a St. Joseph's altar, like, festival in somewhere in, like, Navasota or something like that. Oh, wow. I'm not really sure where it was. Like, I, with the bread and, like, the big St. Joseph's Day celebration? Yeah, oh, but, so like, cool. it was, like, like picture a flea market, right, with, with all of these vendors, but mm-hmm. every one of the vendors was a St. Joseph altar. Wow. And it was just, like... Hundreds of families had come together and in like, Texas, yeah, and People created their altars. Wow! And and for those of you who aren't Catholic, a Saint Joseph altar is it's it's a it's an Ita- a Sicilian tradition specifically, where a long, long, long time ago uh, there was a great famine and. Um, people prayed for the intercession of Saint Joseph, like please pray for us to God, and and um, the famine ended because uh, people <laughs> and people celebrate it now. Uh, by eating fava beans, which is what they had to eat during the famine. Oh, but that was like cow that. food. Um, mm-hmm. So like there's all these little different you know, symbols and stuff mm-hmm. like that on a St. Joseph altar to like give thanks to God for providing for the family, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, And thank God for Joseph providing for not just the Holy Family, but all families of the earth um, and being the, the provider, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's where it comes from. That's the tradition. But I remember there was this one guy and he was maybe, I don't know, like 72 years old or something like that. He was very old. Um, and I look up at him and uh, I remember seeing, I had never seen someone so passionate about stuff before mm-hmm. um, as was this guy. But he, he looked down at me and, and my grandparents introduced me to him. I, don't, I couldn't remember his name, but... Mm-hmm. Um, they told me to listen to him because he, he was going to tell me about what this was. And he started off the entire conversation with just looking down at me and saying, I love St. Joseph. You don't understand. I love him. 
And I'll never forget that because I, I remember wow. this dude. That's I don't remember anything else he said, mm-hmm. but I just remember how like real and mm-hmm. and like passionate he was about his love for St. Mm-hmm. Joseph. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> um, Can I eat that bread? <laughs> yeah, right. I was, I was like looking over at like all the snacks and stuff. Um, and, and so, yeah, that was my first experience with it. And then, um, gosh, you know, I, Growing up, like my dad and my family, my brothers and I, we all do like woodworking and, and different stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, we build stuff. Um, we are the tectons or whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, at, like, growing up, we've, we've, we just kind of, we learned to work with our hands and, and mm-hmm. do it well. And, and, um, it was always something that we did to take care of the home, take care of the family to, you know, build a roof or to build a deck or to, Mm-hmm. In, in, improve the quality of life for the family um and so you know to this day like i, I had to move out my garage in a separate box trailer because of all the and like my planer <laughs> my table saw my all my tools wow. all this other stuff and you're um, speaking kendra's yes, language yeah yeah so um that's that's always been a big part of of my life is is just um working with and building stuff out of wood. Um, yeah. it's, it's, I, I love it. It's relaxing to me. And, and just recently these past two years, I've, I've really like dug into that. Um, and my, uh, Amanda's grandmother died. Uh, her name is Laverne. And, uh, I was in the middle of making this cross out of mesquite wood that my, my friend had given me. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was when we learned that she had died. And so I made this like, beautiful cross out of a ski not because i made it but because the wood was beautiful and that's mm-hmm. that's a, a big reason why i love doing it is because i can look at a plank of wood yeah. and see all of the time and all of the water and all of the nutrients that it took to make this real to make this mm-hmm. a reality um and and I, I just love looking at stuff like that you can like what were the, all of the the times of struggle in the tree, the, the life of this tree, what were the times of abundance? And it's such a mimicry of our life. And I can only imagine, like, as I'm, as I'm working with this, like, I love thinking of this where St. Joseph and, and Jesus are together and he's teaching them, you know, how to use a drill or a, mm-hmm. a lathe or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. Um, and telling them about this kind of stuff. I can only imagine like, this is a mimicry Mm-hmm. of our own human experience this life of this tree and you can only see one ring at a time as the tree grows mm-hmm. but like maybe three to five years from now maybe five and a half years for us right mm-hmm. there's these years of abundance um, mm-hmm. which will ultimately i'm sure lead to more years of famine let's say yeah but like thanks be to god for the tree All of continues it. to grow. Yeah, you continue years. to grow. You continue to yeah. add rings, um, and and so I've really dug into that. And, and as I was meditating on that, they, these past two years, that was when all of this stuff started happening with with Saint Joseph. And then I went on this retreat with the Bartlets and, and the Copelands and all that stuff. And um, uh, my buddy Jeremy Rodriguez started telling me about this this book that I, I've got sitting in front of me. It's a consecration to to St. Joseph. And, um, it's just kind of meditations every day for like 33 days on, on his life, what he means to the Holy family, what he means to the world, all that stuff. So wait, you just started reading this book after that retreat? Yeah. That was in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like years ago. 
no, no. This, <laughs> this was, all just happened. I'm on. I'm, I started with when Chris started. Yeah. We're on the same day. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And and like, gosh, man, I I I opened it to this page because it's it's the litany of Saint Joseph. It talks about all the different things that he is for mm-hmm. for us. Um, because gosh, the 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 well is deep for someone who said nothing in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's beautiful. And, and I, you know, I, I've always, I've always admired, I, I'm a talker. I talk a lot, <laughs> but I've always admired people who are quiet, who are diligent, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. silently do what is needed. Like there's, there's this, um, my, my father-in-law is, is a little bit like this with, uh, his daughters and anytime they come home or if they haven't been there a while or something like that, uh, he, he's going to be like the patron saint of like car maintenance one day because like, <laughs> Maybe sometimes, um, and I've heard this from other other teen girls too. Like, I don't think my dad like I don't, I don't have that really kind of relationship that I want. Okay, well, mm-hmm. what does he do? Mm-hmm. Right, like he doesn't talk to me when I come home or something like that. Well, he goes and he works on my car. Mm-hmm. Dude, he is loving you yeah. through your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like that's that's something that that I've always admired with people who, you know, they through the work of their hands they they ask God to prosper the work of their hands, which mm-hmm. the work of their hands is maybe a vehicle mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. bread or a porch or a bench or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever it is that is our work as, as men or as women um, to prosper the work of our hands and, and to make it into something beautiful. Um, that's, no matter That's how so beautiful that because as a wife, sometimes we don't see that those actions are truly a way of showing love. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can forget that that is, that is the only... The, it's the most natural form of showing love that a man can give to her, to that woman in that moment mm-hmm. or to that child. And sometimes I know I completely like look over this. Like I forget the way that his love language is just different than mine. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. receive it in that way. I'd be like, I know, I know you're helping whatever. Now, now sit down and be like eye to eye with me one on one. He's yeah. like, no, but I served you all day. Yeah. yeah. So it's beautiful to hear that. I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Is that, do you serve in that way? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because th- what I've found in, in just marriage in general is the more you give, the more you receive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been my experience in at least. And even in the times where you, you just want to take a break. Um, and if you ask for a break, the answer is sometimes no, right? Because like, look, stuff's got to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to sweep the floor because I've been holding a baby all day. Um, and and to dig deep and, and keep doing that kind of stuff, like you end up receiving on the back end um, yeah. in some way, one way or the other. Um but yeah, you know, I, I recall a time where at our, we used to live in Kyle and um, gosh, it was, oh, it was winter time and it was raining in February and um, the main water pipe to our house broke. Oh. And so we had no water Ooh. and we had just gotten the kids home and they were dirty, filthy because we had played in the mud <laughs> and we had no water and it was raining and cold. Oh no. And so... What we did is I stayed inside for a hot minute while Amanda went into the HEB and got baby wipes. She gave the kids a baby wipe bath, which for my oldest daughter was a lot of baby wipes. Uh, and so we just did the best we could. The kids went to bed dirty, basically. Yeah. Um, and basically for a good three hours, I was outside in the rain digging um, and 
I had to repair this pipe because my, my family needed water. You know, like yeah. we had no drinking, everything, right? Water's life. Yeah. And so for, for like three, three and a half hours, I was outside in the rain, wet wow. and cold, digging. And then, you know, I had to go and hook up the pipes. It was like a PVC pipe, you know, maybe, I don't know, 18 inches underground or something like that. Um, <laughs> gosh, you know, the the... You come in, and I was just chilled to the bone when I came inside, and uh, my wife gave me a towel, and that was she the did, moment. Did she give you wipings? No. <laughs> I didn't have to take a take a, a bath like that, thank God. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was so, it was, those, those are the moments where you do like the big stuff, right? Not just the little stuff where it's like, hey, I fixed a sprinkler head. Yeah. Good for you. Well, even fixing the sprinkler head for some men is like, right. I did yeah. a thing. You oh, know? Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. It's so good. I think sometimes I personally just forget like the way that men can show love in such a different way than women do sometimes Mm -hmm. and to receive it and to see it as an act of sacrifice, an Mm -hmm. act of love and not, you know, just because it's different than the way I would give it doesn't mean it's not love. Right. And that is a beautiful act of sacrifice. I would never yeah. stand in the rain like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. anyone. Well, what's about this, you guys, is like there are certain circumstances in which I would have complained about that, but yeah. I didn't complain about it then. Because you're like, mm-hmm. family needs this? Yeah. That's like that, that's yeah. just what you do. Yeah. That's what a man does for his family. He, he does that. Yeah. And like there's that's those awesome. kinds of moments where I can look back on that and be like, mm-hmm. how many times did St. Joseph have to do yeah. stuff like that? It's a St. Joseph moment for sure. You know, and, and you've got a perfect woman and a perfect child. And here you are. I'm the center of the bunch. It's literally always my fault. Um, oh, this broke? Well, it's probably me. You know, let's be real. And everybody else is <laughs> So, That's you know, there's, there's those moments where I think back and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I think we, we need, as husbands, we have to treat our wives as Joseph treated Mary, as, as the queen of heaven, um, and, and offer her every possible... Um, every possible way in which we can affirm beauty, affirm um, worth. Uh, and man, I can tell you, I, I am the, the worst. <laughs> um, but I try, you know, and I think I think maybe it's the trying that counts. So. It's totally the um, trying that counts. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful, just affirming their beauty and worth. And I think um, in today's, well, it's been happening for a while, but the enemy, of course, he attacks all that is true, good, and beautiful. Um and there has been a huge attack on femininity mm. and authentic beauty and um, women, girls, teens knowing their worth, you know, mm-hmm. and just um, so thank you for that. Thank you for for witnessing that, being that, because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure like you watched Chris. I know there's teens that are watching you mm-hmm. that are seeing you step into that you know, um, so beautifully. So I, uh, this past Sunday was actually my last, uh, time with our youth group and Mm -hmm. they put together this really sweet video. Very kind. I got all these former students to take a video of themselves and send it. Mm -hmm. It's all super sweet. Um, and, and it kind of came time for the end or whatever. And and they were like, well, you want to say anything? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, well, um, and what, what came to mind was, um, He'll probably never listen to this, but I'll say his name. Uh, a guy named Paul Dorset. Uh, he owns a dance and music studio mm-hmm. with his wife Lindsay in College Station. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just happens to own several potato shacks as well. But oh. that's, that's another thing. Um, <laughs> but I used to teach guitar there at the studio. And there was a, a time when, you know, I was a little short on cash, maybe by like, I don't know, 1000 1200 bucks, And I couldn't pay for tuition. Um, the loans didn't cover it. I had already used the money to buy books and stuff mm. like that because I was trying to borrow just like the least as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, and just work out the rest. And uh, he kind of asked me because maybe he saw it in my face. He asked me like, hey, what, everything all right? You doing all right? And I was like, I don't know, Paul. I'm probably going to have to take a gap year or something like that. And uh, he called me into his office and, and at, at the studio or whatever. And he says, what's, what's really going on? Um, so I explained, you know, hey, I'm short on cash. Like that's, that's literally it. Um, I, I don't have, you know, money to pay for school this semester. I'm, I'm this much short. And um, he just right then and there wrote me a check for the amount. Like, Here, go to wow. school. You'll work it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and gosh, like, like immediate, like I, I don't understand that kind of mercy mm-hmm. at the, mm-hmm. in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but before he would let me leave, and he was like, see in this some lesson, see in this uh, uh, something that you can take forward, right? Mm-hmm. He said, if you have something that was given to you that, that you've worked for, and it's in your possession, don't hesitate to give it or to give mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's Proverbs in there. It's, it, you know, there's something in the Proverbs where it's talking about like, um, those who are rich in wisdom should never withhold it. Mm-hmm. Um, always, always give it what you have. Uh, and, and that's kind of the, the last thing I said to them, you know, and just my parting wisdom, if I had any, right, <laughs> was that. And it's not even mine. It's just, you know, maybe Paul's dad told him that or something like that. But I, that struck me like, man, that's, that's what every parent does. That's what every mm-hmm. father and, and mother do. Like that's, that's our job. We, mm-hmm. we have what we have and we, there are times where you just give what seemingly more than you have, but it, the well is deep. Like I said, like, yeah. Um, but there's one thing yeah. to say that with words and another to show it with actions. Mm-hmm. Like for him to give in oh that moment, gosh. it's yeah. huge. And the same, I think with parenthood too. It's, it's one thing for us to talk about the way we treat one another or talk about, you know, love for others or a prayer life, but another to actually see it lived mm-hmm. out in the home. And I think that's kind of where that um, domestic church piece really comes in, right? Oh, yeah. Like to yeah. see your parents love one another that way or to see your dad in his room in a chair with a Bible, mm-hmm. you know, praying and asking St. Joseph for, inter- for intercession. Yeah. That's huge. Like mm-hmm. I never grew up like that. I never had that model to see. And I think even for me in our own house, my kids know my deep faith and they know that this is what we're doing, but it's, they're not always part of it. You know, they don't always get Mm. to see it in action. Mm. And I think that's just kind of a goal for me going forward is like to really be that model instead of just talking about it. Right. Yeah. Um, so since starting your consecration, I would love to know, um, what about St. Joseph have you come to know that's new. Mm. Like how has he revealed himself to you through this consecration? I think it was um, day 22 of the, the consecration where it talks about mirror of patience. I've got, I've got the page turned to it now, but um, what I love about this is that uh, it, it says St. Joseph exhibited heroic patience in Egypt. Um, and what one of the things that um, I love is, is that when St. Joseph sleeps, he's, he's praying. Like in every iteration that God reveals himself to St. Joseph, 
he's sleeping. Um, <laughs> yes. And so, like, Joseph's enunciation when, the, when you know, Gabriel tells him, like, hey, your wife's going to have a baby. Don't leave her. You need, you need to be part of this. Um, he was asleep at the time. And, and I was like, wow, that's cool. Um, maybe I should sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> Going to take a nap. I like Bye. that plan. Me too. So, I can really use some more sleep right now. Yeah. Bye, kids. I'm going, yeah. to, going to pray. I'm going to pray. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but I love that because like the second time that, that the angel appears to Joseph is when they're in Bethlehem. And the angel shows up at like three in the morning and is like, hey, rise, take up your mat and go <laughs> take your whole family with you mm-hmm. go to egypt walk mm-hmm. 80 miles 80 miles y'all that's a long walk um one mile is with, a long with walk a new, for me. with a newborn, with a newborn right? can you with imagine just you guys are moms uh-huh. moms mm-hmm. listening imagine your husband waking you up at three in the morning saying let's go take this newborn baby and you know what we're gonna leave the donkey behind <laughs> um we gotta walk 80 miles and we're not coming home and we're not coming back yeah and all we have to go on are the gifts of the three wise men. We've got this much gold. We've got some myrrh and some frankincense. Let's giddy up. Let's go. Oh you know, like, um, but I, I love that that, you know, he, he knew nothing. It's a different language. It's, it says what husband or father would not be a constant state of anxiety in such a situation. Right. Like all the stinking time. Uh, but in every situation, it says St. Joseph is always peaceful, kind, calm, mm-hmm. and abandoned to divine providence. And I'm like, dude. So, okay. So ugh. when you ask that question, imagine being woken up in the middle of the night and being told you have to pack everything up and go, right? So if my husband were to be a man who did not have good character, um, just, you know, not a virtuous man, sure. I would say, um, shut up. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> You know, but if he were to be a man that I saw chasing the Lord's heart Mm -hmm. and I saw in virtue, I saw sacrifice like St. Joseph, then I would fully trust like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and so he, he just, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh man, that's crazy. (laughs) I I love how it says heroic patience. Yeah. Like that is so heroic Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. To defend his family in that way mm-hmm. and to support his family. Because I think for men, loving your family and supporting them is number one, right? Mm-hmm. And that creates a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear for some men mm-hmm. to be able to feel like they're not enough to be able to love their families the way they deserve. And for him to have no idea what the future holds, but to yeah. pack them up mm-hmm. and just go just out of sure faith or trust, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The second thing that, that comes to mind and... and Part of it has to do with the the Joseph of the Old Testament too, where basically Joseph, you know, the dream, we'll call him Dreamcoat Joseph, um, <laughs> or OG Joseph, maybe I don't know. OG Joseph, um, I like that. OG Joseph, he uh, he was the 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 keeper of the bread um, mm-hmm. during the famine or whatever. He was the ruler basically under Pharaoh of all Egypt, and mm-hmm. he stored all this grain and stuff like that, and basically fed his family with it. Uh, unbeknownst to them a little bit, you know, and um, later on we have Joseph come to Nazareth, or excuse me, Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, and, yeah. and and he is the steward of the bread of God. And I'm like, dude, all of and these like scriptural. And back to Egypt. Yeah. You guys, it's like all over the place. What's Man, and, and I think 
Kendra, you told me in high school and kind of started to draw my mind towards all of these little, um, uh, what do you call them? parallel lines in scripture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was something about, um, uh, Abraham sacrificing Isaac on the same mm-hmm. like mountain mm-hmm. on the other side of it. He names yes. the mountain God will provide mm-hmm. on the same mountain. Jesus dies. Yes. Um, that was all from the Lamb's Supper. We yeah, did. Yeah, and it Scott condensed Hunt. it into a little study that we did together. Yeah. And so if you guys ever get the chance to read the Lamb's Supper, it parallels um, how the New Testament fulfills the Old. And mm-hmm. yeah, keep going. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, like I, I see that. And then like the Lamb of God who becomes our bread, becomes our food, right? Uh, in the Eucharist. And mm-hmm. then I look to St. Joseph as I'm going through all of this day by day. I'm like, whoa, hold up. This dude had to be the Savior for the Savior. Mm. why would God do that? Mm. Why would God choose to humble himself in such a way? And what has been the most profound thing to me in the face of all of the, the vitriolic stuff that we see in the news Mm. or all of the sorrow that we see in people dying from, from the pandemic and all this other stuff. um, God invites us into friendship with him, into cooperation with him. It's God that walks through alone the initial covenant that he makes with Abraham, where Abraham has to split all of the animals or whatever, mm-hmm. like the old school covenants. It's God that passes through that. It's still Abram. He's not changed. God enters into that covenant alone and says, if I should break my promise, let me be as these animals are. And again and again and again, he does that for us. He never breaks his promises. And, and mm-hmm. even more so, he invites us into that covenant Uh, to fulfill it alongside him. And I see that in Joseph. I see that as Joseph teaches Jesus to walk, as Joseph teaches Jesus to to say the words that, like, teaches him language, right? Mm -hmm. You guys, God is perfect. Jesus was perfect. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that if God willed it, that he could just come out speaking Mm -hmm. perfection, right? But, like, what is so interesting is in the scriptures it says that Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in age. Mm. And I'm like, well, hold up. His life was a journey for 30 years. The majority of his life Mm -hmm. was cooperation with his dad. Only the last three years Mm -hmm. were the accomplishment of our salvation. Mm. And I was like, whoa, okay. So a tenth, (laughs) a tenth is what Jesus gives back to save all of the world. And that's all he needed. The other 30 years of his life were literally just devotion to his family. Um, mm. And that's, that's I think, there can be a great example there, both in Joseph and Jesus, of where our priorities should lie mm. in our devotions to our families first and our work second. Mm. Um, cool. We should yeah. preach that. Wow. <laughs> Devotions to our family first and our work second. Well, and for me, that would be ministry second. I had wow. something I need to remember all the time. Me too. I'm just sitting here seeing God's goodness in, in you know, being at the, you know, the domestic church for our diocese and mm-hmm. near St. Joseph and just how. Wow. I've got two more things yes, that are just like on it. the brain, man. Tell us. So Joseph's um, profession was tecton. Um, and if you go back and look at like the definition of what tectons did, um, both in Egypt and in Hebrew cultures, like it was kind of a similar thing, um, just different like um, decoration style stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. But um, they didn't have necessarily like sawmills, 
The tectons did that. The tecton would take the axe and chop down the tree, carry the tree on site, mill the tree on site, and make whatever wood thing that he needed to make, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we often talk about Joseph as a carpenter, but dude, the guy is so much more. He's like harvesting the wood mm-hmm. and then having to carry the wood like wherever it needs to go, like trees. <laughs> like, wow. So, I never like, thought about that. Yeah. People, people think about Joseph as this old guy, mm-hmm. but really, it's not, not really. Joseph probably was in the prime of his life and kind of maybe a little bit jacked. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I mean, I think it was, it was Mother Angelica who, who said, old men don't walk to Egypt. Old <laughs> men <laughs> oh, right. That's true. Thank you, Miles. <laughs> um, I love her. But what I love, I love this about the 30 years that Jesus spends with Joseph is that a good Jewish boy, right, would study the trade of his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what would end It would be like the family business. That was customary. Um, yeah. The son of a fisherman would be a fisherman um, unless he was called out to be a rabbi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's actually these, there was a process for that. Not important for this discussion. But anyway, um, what I love is that the, the profession of a tecton was to carry the tree to wherever it needed to be and to finish it Ooh, I never wherever know it needed. This. Right? Oh my. So like from a very early age, Jesus was being trained to carry the cross. To carry the tree. And to carry to the tree finish. to its finish. Wow. Speechless. And beyond that, and beyond done. that, Nothing so like they would mill the tree on site. They would create oh whatever gosh. creation needed to be created. Um, its finishing site, right, would be the building place, and from the cross yeah. is built the church. Um, wow. And salvation. And salvation. And the relationship yeah. between us and the Lord. You guys, from that's that where point. that's where it's at. And Joseph was like so in such partnership with that. So, like, we talk about Mary as the co-mediatrix of all, all graces. Like, wow. you guys, Joseph was, like, teaching Jesus how to carry the cross from, like, the beginning. I have a whole new view of St. Joseph. Like, <laughs> you just too. ripped open this whole, like, threw back the curtains. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh That's beautiful. Okay, so if anyone is now completely mind-blown like I am and want to go back and research more and learn more, so this is the consecration to Saint Joseph yes. from Father Calloway. Father Donald are, Calloway. Are there other books that you or places that you suggest? Music, deep? maybe. Music. Or music. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Not really. Is some of this <laughs> that coming from bad. that book? The Tecton thing. That was just. I, I sat down and thought about that while I was making stuff this out of wood one day. From God um, put that on your heart. Wow. wow. Because I, I studied what Tectons did. Because I'm a nerd. Um, no, I love that. I love to think about whatever. Jewish culture and how it would have worked for them during that time. Because well, it I, makes the Bible come to life so yeah, much Yeah, I feel like we yeah. do ourselves a disservice if we read the Bible like with modern English. Right. Yeah, right? Like, yeah definitely. You have to understand, like, even, even as you read the Old Testament, like, why is it written the way that it's written? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's this term called exegesis where you, like, actually dig in and study the history behind it, the culture mm-hmm. behind it, like why why they used the words that they did, mm-hmm. um, and the, the significance of of um, you know the the literary devices that they're using, mm-hmm. and it's it's if you don't understand that, you don't understand the full picture, right. um, and that's where we get into trouble. I, I've gotten into trouble with this in the past, and so I'm very careful now 
when I use scripture that I always try and provide context because like mm-hmm. when we start cherry picking stuff, it, Oh, you can make like, it fit anything. Oh, geez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do Definitely. that. Yeah. Um, the Bible is meant to be a story that builds a relationship, not something that's used to, to cause spite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword in that way. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was just something that kind of came to mind as I was building something one day. I don't remember what I was building, but, um, yeah. That's beautiful. That's crazy stuff. So tell us about Consecration of St. Joseph. It's Father Donald Calloway. Mm-hmm. And Kendra, you were just saying, what about him? Well, yeah. So I don't remember when this was. It was a couple of years ago. I was at a conference and he was the main speaker. And and Father Donald Calloway had this huge conversion. He was like this wild teen kid, drugs, I think the Italian mafia even oh, yes. hardcore. If you can YouTube his testimony, it's yes, incredible. I've heard it. Um, so he's just, he, he's a man after Mary's heart and has done so many things, um, to, um, just live his life because she, she was very instrumental in his conversion and mother Mary was. And so at this conference, he was telling us about how he's writing this book, this consecration of St. Joseph. And there were so many things trying to stop the publishing of this Mm -hmm. book. Like even, even high up, um, I don't remember exactly what he was saying. Maybe someone higher than him within Mm -hmm. his order or something was like stopping the publishing and stuff. And, and it was clearly attack you know yeah. um so he just asked us to cover him in prayer and cover him in prayer um and here we are you know and now this book is making huge oh my gosh oh it's like yeah. a super bestseller I mean, just yeah. in the month that i mean chris and you are, have started yeah. at the same time it is so beautiful to see the fruits of this consecration oh my, gosh. my own husband mm-hmm. um and yeah and he comes to me sharing his little nuggets and it's beautiful but i've seen his character mm-hmm. Um, not that he had bad character or anything, but I've just seen his heart shift and mold and change by the hands of St. Joseph. And it's so beautiful. So beautiful. Ite ad Joseph uh, is is something that, that is often said, um, both in this book and in the church throughout history. Um, but in scripture, uh, OG Joseph, that's what Pharaoh said when... Mm-hmm. All of the people came during the famine and they were hungry. He said, Ite ad Joseph, go to Joseph. Go to Joseph. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And he will give you bread. And go yeah, to Joseph. go to Joseph he and bread. he will give you bread. bread. Yeah. I mean, that's same as, as was before, as is now, yeah. um, again and again. Jesus and, uh, bread of life. yeah, it, it's, it's wild. Uh, I, I played for a retreat, I don't know, maybe last October. Um, and, uh, it was about, it was a retreat on St. Joseph. So like, all of this stuff has been going on for oh a my while goodness. with me. It's like, what? I get it. <laughs> he took the two by four out of my eye and beat me over the head with it. Um, and, and one of the, the titles of St. Joseph is the terror of demons. I'm like, Ooh. oh, dang. Wow. Um, but like, I think the beauty in that is that it's not that him, it's not that he is crushing the serpent's head. No, that job belongs to Mary. Mm-hmm. Right, you see that image again mm-hmm. and again where she's stomping right. on the head of right. the servant. It's in Genesis, yeah. But like, who's supporting her? Who's praying for her? Mm-hmm. Who's taking care of her? Who's protecting her? That's Joseph. He is the terror of demons because he surrounds the one who kills the the leader. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, 
That's amazing. That. That's amazing. I love so it. So you and your um, beautiful wife wrote a song. Yeah. Does anyone want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, gosh, this was, it, it's hard for me to remember like exactly the context that went all into it, but I think that there was just this moment where um, I'd come home and, and I, we were, I was just thinking about St. Joseph for whatever reason, because of probably woodworking. <laughs> um, and the chorus is, is it, I was thinking about like when, when Jesus cried, because that's how babies communicate. Mm-hmm. Not like Jesus isn't perfect. So he probably cried when he was hungry, mm-hmm. probably cried when he was wet or poopy or whatever. Um, which is weird to think about Jesus pooping. But <laughs> sure. It happened hundred percent man, hundred percent God. Right. Incarnation's a mystery. Um, but the first, the first line of the chorus is when he cries, I'm going to hold him to my side. Um, and, and I, I, kind of thought about that. I, I think we had, my son was, was pretty young at that time. So I was pretty feeling kind of close to that, that ideal. Yeah. Right. Um, and when my son would cry, that's what do you do. You, you pick him up and comfort him. Right. And St. Joseph had to pick up the son of God and comfort him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I had to like, think about that and just like, I still don't understand like what that's like. What, what, ha- what goes through your head? not just with it when it's your own kid, there's such a great sense of satisfaction and like peace when you're able to bring your child to peace mm-hmm. and let them know it's okay. I have you. Um, but to have to do that for, for Emmanuel, God with right, us, like, right. Whoa. Um, not only am I with you, but you are with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the second line is, um, and when he laughs, I'll share my ma- my master's joy, my maker's joy. Because um, I'm sure like, you know, my son would laugh and, and I would laugh at my son laughing and then he would laugh more. And like, it's infectious, right? Right. That's the kind of relationship I feel like God wants us to have with him um, is the relationship that St. Joseph had where we are like partners, where we laugh at each other, where we laugh with each other. And, <laughs> you know, I, I've never thought for a moment that God doesn't have a sense of humor. Like, yes, definitely. Like, where does that come from when people are really funny, right? Where do these great dad jokes come from? Man? Like, <laughs> that's where Straight from the, Lord. the father dad in heaven. All dad. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's, there's this, the last line is for my son has seen the birth of the stars in the sky. Um, Because as I'm holding my son at that time, right? Like I was, what was going through my head was like, if you're holding the son of God and surely Joseph knew who this was, Mm -hmm. you made me, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know more than me, even though I somehow know more than you. And just pondering the mystery every time he had to do that. Mm -hmm. um, That's like the first Eucharistic adoration. Um, Mm -hmm. Is, is understanding and just pondering and just being flabbergasted, I'm sure, all the time mm-hmm. of how how rich in wisdom this child is. Um, even though you are like the rightful heir to the throne of David, here is your son, mm-hmm. who is your foster son. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the last line of that chorus line is, is, for my son is the same, or for my God is the same as my little boy. Um, because I think a lot of dads kind of, um, I, I, like I always enjoy tussling my, my son's hair and, you know, slap him upside the head, something like that. You know, it's just, it's just fun stuff. Um, and, 
yeah, I mean, he's he's my little boy, and, and yeah. my, my girls are my little girls, and they'll always be that way. If they're taller than me, it'll be my little boy, my little girls. You know, that's yeah. that's I think how parents are, and um, for for Joseph to have to to ponder that and have that experience alongside Jesus, mm-hmm. knowing that like that what the prophecies are because Joseph was a smart dude. Like mm-hmm. he was a good Jewish man. Like yeah, and he yeah. knew what the prophecy was. So like if he knew that this was the Messiah, mm-hmm. he knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, watch it all unfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knew the small part like that he was going to play and the huge part that his son was going to play. Yeah. And thank God if, if you're him, like thank God that I have to, I get to spend all this time with him. Um, and, and then St. Joseph is the um, patron of a happy death because it's, it's said that, that Jesus and Mary were with him at his death. Uh, and man, can you imagine? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, you're not... You, I got you. <laughs> like, yeah, right. you know, like, you're going to be fine. Trust me on this one. <laughs> I got a feeling. <laughs> um, That's awesome. <laughs> like, it's, it's not a matter of faith at this point. Like, yeah. Um, good. yeah, so we wrote this song and, and, um, I, I'm kind of debated on when to release it or whatever on, on Apple music and Spotify and all this stuff. Um, but the, the album art, I'm having somebody make it right now. Uh, and it's, it's going to be a hand-drawn rendition of the heart of St. Joseph. It's really cool. Mm, wow. um, Whenever yeah. it launches you let us know yeah for sure yeah we'll put it out there for sure, for sure. I, mean, I sent i sent a file so yeah it's like a good time yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <It's a> good <laughs> time. i didn't plan that by the way you we did. wrote this like two years ago that's amazing so oh, yeah man. it's just all coming to fruition it's crazy yeah. it's crazy man god he has a sense of humor oh my gosh <laughs> Oh this is gosh. so fun. I feel like you're still kind of like at the jumping off point of the story. Like there's going to be more to come. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what the rest of yeah, it is. I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We don't know. It's like when you're on a roller coaster and like you don't know how long it's going to go. Like you, it's like when you can't see the end. Yeah. And you're just like at a certain point. you. I, I don't know how into roller coasters you guys are. but um, I'm not very. I'm very motion sick. So. I'm, I'm super into roller coasters. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and you should make a roller coaster club. Yes. It's all just like a bunch of adrenaline coaster. junkies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love, I love riding roller coasters. And what I've found is like, there are certain roller coasters that I found that are like too long or like, wow. if you don't know how long it is, like you're yelling and you're yelling, you're like, huh, okay, <laughs> it's time to be done. Feel a little <laughs> uh, it's, we're going to wrap this up soon, right? Um, and uh, I, I have never felt that way with, when, when God's the one leading the charge because, like, that there are always new surprises. There's only so much you can do with a roller coaster, right? right? Like, it would be a surprise if it jumped off of a track and landed on another one, right? But mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily prepared for that kind of action. Um, with with this particular situation, it's, it's a matter of, uh, man, I... I'm constantly surprised. Everything is new. Every yeah. day there's something new. Yeah. Um, and I, gosh, that, that that had to have been, that had to have been Joseph's example as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where every day 
there's just this little nugget of wisdom that Jesus yeah. drops, and it's like a, a stinking nuclear bomb, right? Like, <laughs> right. What? It's so funny because just with regular parenthood, you're like, oh, look how cute my baby is. Look at all yeah, the things. Right? But it's Jesus. But it's Jesus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so much fun, and yeah. I can't wait to hear what God does in the future for you. And yeah. we get to share a little bit of your song, which is super yeah. fun. And hopefully that EP will drop soon, and mm-hmm. people can download it on Spotify, right? Yeah, so I've got the single... Um, I'm debating on whether to drop it on March 19th, which is the solemnity of St. Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a good move. Maybe Um, like a week before so people can like prepare themselves for it and listen to it on March 19th. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play on March 20th. There's a men's conference on St. Joseph um, at St. Albert the Great Catholic Church in Austin. Uh, I'm going to play for that one and the song will be there. I'm also selling coffee cups that have the heart of St. Joseph on them. So fun time awesome. with merch. Yeah. Um, That's fantastic. March 20th yeah. at March St. Albert's Grade. March 20th at St. Albert's Grade. Okay. Uh, Our husbands will be there. Right. Sweet. We just decided. <laughs> yeah. They will be there. I've also decided, Kendra, that we need to celebrate St. Joseph's feast day by making a huge gluten-free altar. Yes, please. I decided yes, that during this, during this, all sorts of breads, uh-huh. all gluten-free. Yes, please. And our kids will just go nuts. Yes. It'll be fun. Let's gross. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Did you say gross? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, I had, had a gluten-free. <laughs> I had a gluten-free croissant the other day that Megan brought home from a bakery, and it was hands down the best croissant, gluten and gluten-free that I've ever had. Maybe it's also because you haven't had a real croissant in a long time. Well, <laughs> it like melted in my mouth. It was so good. But imagine how happy our cute little gluten-free children would be yes, if that's we true. had like a room full of bread. Uh, bread. <laughs> They would love St. Joseph. Make a St. Joseph Forever. altar. Yeah, like we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Do you like have a one in your house? Year old man. Yeah, uh, well, no, not currently. I think it's something. You know, I really don't know. A it's on his feast days. When yeah, you're supposed oh, okay, to like okay. make it on the feast day. Yeah, okay. Bread. I mean, you could probably you could do it. I guess. Kendra. <laughs> Every day. That was probably that dude who said, "I love St. Joseph." Yeah, right. He was the guy who had the year-round altar. Right. Um, right. Our kids okay. love St. Joseph. Yeah, if we we're gonna make that happen. Yeah. That sounds fun. All right. Well, this was fantastic. so much fun. Thank Thanks you for so joining much. us. Thank you guys for having me. You're fantastic. Good luck on the move and everything. We'll be praying for you. Appreciate yeah. that. Please yeah. do. Okay. Pray for pray for the intercession of St. Joseph, both in the parish of St. Joseph and mm-hmm. for everybody, all the families. Because yes. man, in the future, that's that's I think the way that things are going is mm-hmm. is the year of the domestic church. Is like mm-hmm. yeah. I want. One of my main things that I, I see as a future of like faith formation is youth ministries. Mm-hmm. Family's got to be a part of it. Parents got to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it's going. Absolutely, yeah. especially right yeah. now in the middle of the pandemic, when oh, yeah. so much of it has come back home to the mm-hmm. family. Yeah. It's this opportunity for us to really dig deep yep. and be the first teachers of the faith for our kids. So. Right, and examples like you were yeah. saying earlier. I think it's um, just as powerful, if not more powerful, for them just to see us live our faith. Mm-hmm. than us just preach it at him. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Praise All right. God. St. Joseph, pray for pray us. Pray for us. Bye, guys. Bye. Wasn't he just fantastic? I wish you could have seen the look in his eyes when he talked about St. Joseph and how excited he got when he talked about Joseph um, preparing Jesus to carry his own piece of wood, his own tree to the cross, and how that was the beginning of something new. 
And uh, it was beautiful. And I asked him, you know, where did he get that from? God put that on his heart and he shared it with all of us, which I thought was just beautiful. Now, if you suddenly have a newfound love for St. Joseph and want to go deeper, you should absolutely join in on the consecration to St. Joseph. We will put the link in the show notes and it's a 33 day consecration. So if you start on February 15th, which is two days before Lent begins, then you can finish on St. Joseph's feast day. But of course you can start anytime, but a lot of times we like to and things like that with fun celebrations. And I think for sure we're going to have a St. Joseph celebration in this house this year. So I hope that um, this podcast encouraged you to spend some time in prayer and to get to know him and St. Joseph even better. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. When he cries, I'll hold him to my side. And when he laughs, I'll share my maker's joy. For my son has seen the birth of the stars in the sky.